What's up out there, podcast world? You're now listening to Patinico Presents. Stay with me. I'm your host, Dennis. It's been a minute, man, but we back in it. Today, our guest is going to be Tony Bristow from Bristow Metals. He's making some noise out there on TikTok. All y'all that's on TikTok might have ran across him. He's doing some really intricate and interesting things. His specialty is narrowing rear ends. He caters to the donk community. For all those who don't know what donks are, which probably some of you may not, but you know, go go look it up. But he's doing that. And he also does some stuff for the regular basic vehicles, but you know, chopping, seat notching, seat notching, slamming cars, and narrowing rear ends. This guy is definitely the real deal, and I've had a chance to see some of his work, and it's quite impressive. Many of you can see it as well. It's all over social media, and he's gaining quite a following for the work that he can perform on these rear ends. So I've been off my podcast game for a little minute right now. So it's a little rusty here, but we're just going to hop right in, and I'm going to ask you some questions. <laughs> all right, that works. All right, so take us into how you got started into narrowing rear ends and all that oh yeah it really just kind of started off of pretty much not wanting to pay other people to do something i thought i could do so just kind of gave it a shot and kind of just really just took off from there i messed up a few of them along the way but i learned what i did wrong with it once i found out my my little groove to how to do it I just kept on rocking and knocking. Right, right. So you're self-taught with as far as narrowing these rear ends and all that. Have you been to any uh, tech school or welding school or any of that stuff? Uh, I went to UTI back in like 09. So I went through the whole UTI program and did automotive and all that stuff and graduated from there. And pretty much out of there, I went into working at the dealership. Okay. And I worked at the dealership for about 13 years or so. And then I, uh, well, during the process of me being at the dealership, I always, you know, bag stuff and lower stuff and notch and all that stuff. But the time of me being at the dealership, I learned a lot of structural things because I walked out iCar certified and, you know, platinum certified for iCar, ASC certified, master tech. So I did all those things while I was at the dealership. Okay, so you got some for real credentials behind you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You ain't no jack leg out here like me. I'm just a jack leg. I come from... (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I got aluminum certifications, you know, steel certifications, silicone, bronze certifications, stuff like that, so... Okay, okay. Now, take us through, like, just the basic... I know it's not basic, but there's a lot of people that need and want rear ends narrowed right but if a person was going to take on the first time by themselves just like say me i've never narrowed a rear end i've just sent it off to somebody like you to narrow it for me i'll slap the axles back in it and the guts and all that the shims and spider gears i'll put all the guts back in it but as far as narrowing the axle housing the axle tubes Walk through the process of somebody that wants to try to do this for their first time. 
first off, you got to just get you a good jig. That'll be the first start because that's the big part is a lot of people don't teach you. You can match the ends up where you cut, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be straight. So just take your time, fit it, fit it, fit it, fit it. Don't get upset about having to cut it three or four times. Do what you got to do to make sure your fit up is right. Take multiple measurements from multiple spots. Write it down. Don't try to remember it in your head. Write write things down because it's easy to go back or it's easy to get a 5 sixteenths mixed up with 15 sixteenths. So just write things down. Don't try to be macho man. Just remember it in your head and just take your time. That's the key thing. Take your time. Solid advice, man. Solid advice for sure. So I got a question about axles. So when it comes to axles, like they make cut to fit axles, do you recommend those or what what brand or what about axles? Like after you got the axle housing narrowed down, what would be your choice of axles to go with? If you're doing a Ford 9, those would be the Ford 9s are fine for doing cut to fit or any uh, bolt in axle. They are fine to cut to fit them. But most of your, like, C-Clip style goes, I like, I personally prefer to use Moser, but I have used Strange. I have used Quick Performance. They all do fine. They all do the same, pretty much same turnaround time. I just built a relationship with Moser, so that's pretty much my go-to of where I go. Because I can call them. They already know where it's coming. They know what I'm looking for, and it's in and out for me. Okay. You're right. Got you, got you. Yeah, because, okay, so people that's not familiar with actually the difference between the Ford 9-inch and your Chevy 10, 12-volt, you know, you got the C-Clips and the Chevys, as you said, and then the Fords, they're held on, basically, on the outer flanges of that axle housing. Yes. With the both-end style, a lot of people like them because they don't have to worry about a C-Clip holding them in. Right. Because if you have a catastrophic failure of an axle, it doesn't sling out your shaft, you know? Right. So you, it has been issues or instances where people have a lot of horsepower and a lot of torque, and they completely snap an axle in half. So, And I, I urge people, I say the biggest death to axles and just rear ends is people trying to hot break them. Get your line lock, install a line lock, do your burnouts cut up like you want to man see that and that's that's the shit so do you know i was i was raised around drag racers and shit like that like that the line lock is key and for those that don't know what a line lock is it's a device that installs on your front brake system to where it locks up the front and it leaves the rear free it's kind of like a secondary proportion about kind of like kind of like a a a push button park brake pretty much yeah it's like a push button park brake and uh, man that is probably the best advice as far as people that want to hot rod and do burnouts and shit like get you a line lock exactly because a lot of people don't realize that when you try to hot brake them you're heating up your brakes you're warping rotors it's a lot of issues it's a lot of pressure that's going to that rear drive line that destroys them and that's how you start twisting axles and get ready things to break because something got to give. Yep. 
You just you just hope that your your brakes don't hold tight enough and they let your tires give. Because if your brakes holding tight, you shit, you finna tear some shit up. <laughs> yeah, you gonna tear some shit up, man. Look here, man. You, I mean, people doing that shit, man. I've seen people like blow motors, blow yeah, engines. Yeah, I've seen people grenade transmissions. Yep. I've never seen a transmission go, but I've seen, you know what? I take that lie back. I'm, I seen that shit probably three years ago. Me and, uh, my dad and I, we was getting ready to leave a car show. And of course, everybody, like, they'll have this little burnout pit. Like, if you want to burn out or whatever, you can go in there. Small fucker went in there with a, a Dodge truck was burnt and he, he grenaded this transmission, man. And it sounded like a grenade going off. Yeah. yeah. Cause like I say, I done seen two or three of them. And I pretty much tell people when I start seeing them, when I see the brake lights on, I'm like, shit, it's time to get the hell out the way. Yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, they, they don't know what they got going on. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah, man. I seen shit, man. I seen the uh, drive shafts come flinging out mm -hmm. from that shit. Well, that's, that's the thing. A lot of people don't realize how fast a drive shaft spins. Mm. And like I say, it's a whole lot of moving components, and the weakest link is gonna give. Yep. It like is. it's not necessarily in the rear end. Sometimes, like we say, it moves on up forward. Yep. I urge people, and I tell anybody, that's the first thing I tell. Them, hey man, if you're gonna do this, you're gonna cut up. Just get a line lock. It's. I want to say, last time I looked them up, you can get them as cheap as like a hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, you can and, get and some of them cheaper than that. Yeah. I would suggest going with the Hearst one, you know, mm -hmm. something of that nature. Yeah. Um, yeah, spend 150 to where you ain't going to tear up 15,000 or 1,500. You know what I mean? Well, hell, I don't see people use, uh, like, SMC-style valves, like you use for, like, water and stuff. Right. For, like, cause like, a lot of plants use them. And, hell, if a plant can use it for the pressure they doing... Right. I see no issue, you know. But like I say, it's just it's some people that just get you a dedicated line lock, run you two wires, you know, because all, all you need for a line lock is a twelve oh hot and a button. Yep. And of course, you need your ground. So just set it up for it and have fun. Do it safely, of course, but have fun. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, a lot. I think the 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 line lock you know would probably be the the best bet for the simple fact of brake fluid gets extremely hot people don't realize how hot that shit is it's like hydro fluid you know when it's working yeah. through a system it gets hot and mm -hmm. uh anything hot and, expands you know what i mean well hell i don't see any cases where people kind of hot breaking them mm -hmm. and uh you can literally see the fluid start bubbling and spewing out that's just moisture in the fluid is starting to vaporize. Yep. And of course you don't want vapors in a brake system. Nope. So that's why they that's why they recommend after so period of time you change the brake fluid because brake fluid absorbs moisture. Yep. And that's how you get a lot of vapor lock stuff is because that water started boiling out and of course you started destroying shit. Yep. Oh yeah. Hell, it's, a, it's a video on YouTube where a dude open up his bleeder valve and fucking straight steam coming out of it. Mm. So, but that's that that's that shit that you know a lot of people don't talk about. And you don't think about because shit. I don't, don't get it fucked up. 
ain't I ain't changed brake fluid and some shit in a long time. <laughs> Look, I'm just I'm just gonna be real. Right. And and before I start messing with rear ends full time like I do, shit, it was wild before I changed rear diff fluid. Oh yeah, man. There's a lot of people I don't change you know these trucks, I mean shit, man. This truck's been alive since 2016 and i've only got 3500 miles on it not even 3500 miles on it but with that said i don't do any heavy hauling I don't do any burnouts so the fluid back here in this particular rear end on that truck and even on the other ones sitting in the other bay there hell man i got a long way to go before we swap it out but speaking of fluids rear end fluid is there a particular fluid that you prefer over the other as far as in the rear end housing? I really don't. Um, I like I like the one that's just basic necessary generic stuff, but I just I kinda look at mileage range for most of this stuff. Okay. Because a lot of the guys that bring their stuff to me, I kinda set them up on a routine maintenance schedule. That way we can come in, check stuff, and kinda Keep them because I have a couple of guys that do races that come to me and I tell them, hey, man, look, every so often bring it in. Let me just service it. That way you can keep on going because like for me to service it is only like $100 to them. OK, OK. So they can bring it in, get the fluid check, double check axles, double check bearings. If everything good, send it on. Right. But that way, if I see any wear or something, hey, man, look, this is what we're looking at. Do you want me to go ahead and change it? So you're not just. Uh, narrowing rear ends and stuff like that. You're actually providing service and aftercare after you've performed a task on that particular job. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. I mean, that's a businessman. Yeah, but like I say, like anytime people even do full bills with me, like when they do full suspension and all that stuff, I tell them, hey, at six months period, you know, we're going to schedule a day. I need you to drop it off with me two days so we can do a once over. Greet. Grease ball joints, grease and stuff, you know, double checking stuff. Right. Double checking torque on bolts and stuff, double checking wheel torques and stuff like that. Got you, got you. Yeah, I mean, that's what you got to do. I know that when this truck is done, it's going to go out, it's going to ride for 500 miles, going to bring it back in here and go back and service all the nuts and bolts holding on the suspension and all that. You got to go back and check torques. Some things you might have to retorque, but that's just what you got to do. Then you send it back out for another five, 800 miles bring it back in and make sure those torques are still holding up so many people just put something together and then well, as long as they ain't called and it's gone whatever but then a lot of times people don't realize that kind of messes up your image because if they had a problem they're never going to call you about it right like if if a client ever have an issue hell they gone right like it ain't no it ain't no coming back they gone no me. man that's good that you got a good working relationship with these customers and i'm sure that they're very appreciative of it you're fitting some monstrosity size wheels under some of these vehicles and uh we'll touch on this at another time but most of the vehicles are donks but for the people out there that don't know much about you or don't know who you are uh, give us a rundown on the vehicles the type of vehicles that you provide this rear end narrowing service for pretty much a body style b body styles 
And then, like, that's pretty much, you know, you don't. I got Firebirds, Caprices, Monte Carlos, Novas, damn near everything. GM from Silverado's to Tahoe's. Did some a suburban rear end. So, like I say, it's, it ain't no shortcut. I did some Ford Nines. Did one for a Lincoln Town car. Okay. Um, on, on yeah, the- just knocked out a dually rear end not too long ago. So you narrowed the dually rear end. Mm-hmm. So what what was what was the purpose of that? Take they just no, nah, they they wanted the the wheels. They did a custom custom order wheel. Okay, and it's just big as hell. Okay, so like the offset and everything and the the height. Yep. Okay, and they because it's on a body drop truck, so. Oh, okay, okay. So you had to get in there, and so typically, like, what does it take you? From start to finish on narrowing a rear end, some let's say you're going to fit some 26-inch wheels under this car. What's the typical time frame on something like that? If I'm just doing a, a cut-down put-together, you're looking at 7 to 10 business days. And so you have to have the vehicle in your possession to do this, correct? Well, on some of them, yes. Some of them, no. Okay. On, on some of them, I got a recipe together where I can pretty much say, hey, what size wheel you got? What brand it is? Okay, this is how much you're going to need off of it. You can just drop the rear off. I get it squared away and get it back to you. Okay. so But some of them, I'll be like, no, we need to bring it in so we can fit it. And once we fit it, I get everything squared away. So how do, how do you know the clearance, like after you narrow this thing? How do you well, have the clearance up? As of right now, I have about 200-plus cars under my belt that I narrowed. Okay. So it's, it's, I'm rolling with them, and like I say, you kind of you, you learn, and just like with an S10, you know what you know the right recipe to put together an S10 right. to I get a you. nice drop. Like I got you. I got you. I got you. Because, yeah, I was like, okay. So, I mean, I know, like, once you start bringing shit inbound – there's material for wheel wells and shit or even chassis shit. You might have to back half something here and there, you know what I mean, to make well, that fit. A big rule of thumb is if you – most most cars come like a by 10 in the rear. Okay. So if you stay with a by 10, you got to have clearance. But when you start going to want to go with a 12 wide, a 14 wide, that's when we're going to have problems and we got to do rails and things like that. Okay. So once you go past a 10 inch wide tire, uh, wheel and tire combo, and a lot of that with the tire, like you, you sometimes people, you, you know, from what I've learned over my course of days is the, the sidewall makes a lot of difference in between does it fit or will it not? You know what I mean? <laughs> Yes, yes, and uh, matter of fact, it's a uh, it's a tire calculator now. It's like WillItFit.com, okay. and you can put you can put the sidewalls and width and all that stuff, size of the wheel offset, and you can see the difference on the like. You can look it up on your phone and see the difference. Okay, and that it's pretty cool. You can see the height of it. You can see the uh, width of it. You can see all that. Right, because you know, and. I know you already know this, but a lot of people out there don't understand what those numbers on the side of the tire mean, except for the last one, which would be 
18, 20, 22, 15, 16, right? But you're two, you're 235, 45, you know, that's the first number is the, the width of the tire in millimeters. And then the second number is the height of the sidewall in millimeters. Yeah, that's going to be the percent. Yeah. Yeah, it's in a percent style. But like I say, that's one of them things where, and then I, I tell everybody, different brand tires fit differently. Regardless if it's all the same numbers, Right. it's different per brand. Oh, yeah. So the big thing is, I tell everybody, I say, whoever you get in the build your car, put it together, ask what tires they prefer. And sometimes they're expensive, sometimes they're not, but it's going to be the best result for you in the end. Right. Oh, yeah, because there's different, like the rubber compound and everything and the structure. And then even just the tread, like depending on what type of tread you got. Can, can yeah. fuck with it because of the, the height of the tread depth. Yeah. Well, like I say, I tell everybody, I say, if you're going, if you're going to trust somebody that builds your car, you got to take the advice for it. And you got to listen to them because I don't have people call me with such, such, say it needs to be done like this. Such, such, I'm like, well, shit, why they ain't working on it? Right. And I don't, I don't mean to be, you know, asshole. I don't mean to be cocky. I don't mean to be arrogant. But I'm just like, well, hell, if they telling you what to do, why can't they do it? Exactly. And like I say, that's just one of them things. Like, and I don't mean no harm to nobody, but God damn, let them do it. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, especially if somebody's coming to you with they shit and they saying, well, such and such told me this, then why ain't it over in such and such shop? Yeah, that, that is because... Such, such, still got they shit on jack stands for the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> yeah. <why. laughs> yeah, tell the true story. That's the shit right there. Tell the true story. That's why. Yeah. That's what it is. It is what it is, man. I know it. I be hearing shit all the time. Motherfuckers be telling me what such and such said. Okay, well, such and such shit's still under the shade tree, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell, they ain't turned to rent on that shit in six months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, Hell, yeah man. It is what it is. It is what it is. But I tell you what, people that are wholeheartedly, honestly wanting you to do something for them. They're going to take heed to what you're saying and listen to what you're saying. Let you do what you do and perform your task. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, like I say, I, I just tell people, I say, man, look, slip through. Look at the results for yourself. You know, you, you can see, like, I ain't got to necessarily try to I don't try to convince nobody. You, ain't, you don't have to come use me. You can just simply ask for advice and that's it. I, don't, I ain't going to say, hey, look, man, you got to bring it to me. You can ask advice. I can give you answers. And like I say, if you want to use me, use me. If you don't, it's okay. I don't have no hard feelings to you. I want you to have the best results ever. Right. Because like I say, I, I don't like when people, they kind of fall out with people because they didn't go through them. And I'm like, well, shit, why? Hell, they, they got their money. They can choose where they want to spend it. Yep. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, you got to you gotta support people's choices of spending their money where they want to. Do man, you can't. I mean, everybody just can't do everything all the time. Mm -hmm. And then that's like a lot of people asking. They're like, "Well, do you want to become a full fledged, you know, 
all around. I'm like, no, I don't. Can I do it? I can. But once you start doing everything, something gets overlooked and something's not done a hundred percent. Right. So, and I'm not, I'm not trying to build, should I build a hundred thousand dollar car? I can, but I want to be more affordable because it's too many people out here that's working hard every day that are not able to afford a hundred thousand dollar bill. So I want to more cater to them versus that person that, oh, well, I want to spend 200 grand. Well, hell, you can come on and spend it, but that's not necessarily what I'm targeting. I want to do that, target that person that's going to work his nine to five every day. He out here doing what he needs to do, feed for his family, you know? And because when he get in his car, that's his enjoyment. That's their pride. Yeah. It ain't just necessarily a toy to him. Right. Because they, they say, well, a lot of men don't have a, a relief system. So going out, taking a car on the weekend is their stress reliever, is their therapy. Right. And that, that's what I'm trying to help out. Because there's so many times where men don't have a therapist, but when they go turn a few wrenches or go just on that weekend cruise out to the lake and just around a town, that's their therapy. Yep. Yeah, and I'm I'm trying to support that because, like I say, it, it's it's hard out here, man. Hey, it's hard in America, bro. It it really is. It's hard in America, man. But <laughs> mm-hmm. well, yo, you got the right outlook on it. I appreciate what you're doing. We're gonna definitely get you back out here on this, and then you can uh, elaborate more without giving away all your trade secrets. But take us into some caster and camber setups ball joints, angle of the A-arm, and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I say, we most definitely can talk all that stuff. We we do episodes on only some of that stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But first, we had to get you out here, get you on here, get your voice heard to, to my crowd, even though, you know, I'm no big thing. I'm just a little guy, but I just do it for the people that enjoy it. And then I like having people on that's got knowledge and got good stories, which you have all of that. So, yeah, I look forward to getting deeper into the whole suspension thing. Like that's one of the biggest components to the vehicle, especially nowadays. Everybody wants to have their shit dropped down or in some cases raised up so they can fit some big ass wheels up underneath there. But in any case, you know, you know, I'm going to support you, rock with you and, uh, I look forward to having you back on there and uh, diving deeper into some of this suspension and the geometry and all that. I know a little bit, but, you know, I always am susceptible to learning and you could be that teacher, <laughs> not just for me, but for everybody else, too. Yeah, that's true. I understand. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? You could tell everybody how to do everything, but that does not necessarily mean that they're going to be able to accomplish that it's hard man building this shit is hard there's no two ways about it a lot of people come on and make it look easy but man this shit's hard and a lot of this stuff i told i told one guy he was like oh i got a world i can do it myself i was like hey man go ahead i say but by the time you buy all the stuff i have to do it you could just pay me it could have been done in a couple of days and you could be back on the road exactly and then you know what welding yeah that's the thing i tell people i say man i say the biggest thing is to 
not if you can do it, but how long is it going to take you to do it? Exactly. Man, I tell people, I say, I just had, I had a bad issue with a, a rear end recently. It's a, outside, it's a 10 boat rear end. All the internals is 12 boat. I ordered three or four different ring and pinions for it, for a 12 boat setup. Don't fit. I ordered a, a, a locker and stuff for it. Don't fit. I ordered all, man, when I say I ordered about $1,500 worth of parts that did not fit this rear end. Mm. Like, and that's when I end up having just Frankenstein and rear end together. Just to, just to be able to go ahead and get the car done. It's going to hold. It's going to do the same thing. But it's just, you got to think outside the box. Right. And if you don't, if you haven't experienced this stuff, you go, you just going to be stuck with a lot of stuff and can't figure it out. And then that shit ends up on motherfucking marketplace. <laughs> and she is sometimes won't nobody touch it with a stick. Yeah, for sure. And going back, uh, what I was going to say earlier, people don't realize how thick a fucking axle is. So you're talking about welding on that bitch. You know how much heat and penetration you have to have? Yeah, and a lot, that's why I tell a lot of people. I say, man, I say, it's just, you, you got to be confident in what you're doing and knowing that it's going to stay. You. Yep. Like, you have to you have to not think it might stay. You have to know. Right. Like, you got to, and you, you got to be very confident of your welding abilities. Hell yeah, man, because that axle housing it's man that fucker's damn near it's it's more than a quarter inch it's that motherfucker's like mm -hmm. you have to turn the welder up you have to turn well first thing you have to you have to get your speed up on the welder and you have to have the heat range in order to do it meaning you're gonna have to use 220 to burn it oh yeah most of them got 220 that's it period. 110 ain't fucking with it mm -mm. you can use 110 to tack some shit up you gotta you gotta have it jigged up true and but that's why I tell people I'm like, yeah, a couple pieces of angle iron, yeah, you can get it close, but if I put my uh jig in it, I'm gonna show you that it's bent. Right. And then welding technique. That's a big part. Like it's a when I say it's it's more than just burning it down. Right. Oh yeah, you gotta be able to you gotta be dead on with the speed and you gotta be dead on with the heat range and the travel. Yeah, 'cause like I say, it's a it's a lot more to it than just welding it. But like I can tell people, I say, welding's easy, but it's hard at the same time. Man, welding's hard as a motherfucker, dog. And I weld my ass off, and it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got, I probably got, I probably got about 20 years under who is so. Yeah, you passed me. Shit, I started back in 12. I'm an infant welding. <laughs> okay, yeah, I got, I got a little time. Cause like my, my first uh, bag truck I brought out, was in like 08 right okay and that was my i had a little uh s10 blazer so yeah man you know man we got hey we got to get in it man we got to get you back on here to tell some more in-depth stories of the shit because that's what this podcast is about it's about real life motherfuckers like yourself and me. We're going to most definitely get to do it again. Yeah, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, man. For sure. That's what this is about, man. People coming on here, telling their stories, and giving some insight to what's going on. And maybe that might inspire another motherfucker to go out and pull some shit off on their own. Or at least be able to reach out and say, hey, can you give me a hand with this? Because I heard you on here talking, 
and I, I, you know, I just need a hand. Can you help me out? And that's where I'm at. Like, I don't mind helping out somebody or letting them know what I know and sharing what information that I do have on certain things. That's all it is. And I say that's where that's where the that's where the field kind of left away from. Because, like, say back in 10, 12, right? You used to go to car shows and stuff, and it'd be packed, and nobody cared what club you was or who you was. It was just people that enjoy, right? I remember going back to shows and stuff down here. We was going out to a show called Lakefront. Mm-hmm. And we rolling. It's like six of us in a line. We riding out. Seeing a guy on the side of the road. And, you know, we, we rolled about 80 miles an hour. So we couldn't just slow down and get over and help him. So we doubled back around and pulled over to help him. And we pulled over and helped him. Then, like, another four-person crew pulled over and helped him. Then, like, another three-person crew pulled up. By the time we looked up, it was like 30 trucks out there laid out just helping this dude with some fittings. Mm, mm. And we was all going to the same show. It was people coming from Texas, Arkansas. Of course, we had Louisiana. Man, when I say, and when we, we all rode into the show, everybody thought we was all together. Right. Because we, we all rode in at the same time in the same line. And mm. we just, when I say, we just had fun that whole weekend. Right. That's what but, that like about. I say, shows ain't like that no more. Nah, man, it ain't like that no more. And it's a shame, but hopefully with just my little bit of contribution, your contribution, what you're doing on your end, uh, and other people, like-minded people like us, maybe we can get that back to where it needs to be. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to get there. Just take time. Yo, yo, yo. Before we get out of here, man. Go on, let everybody know your credentials, where you come from, social media outlets where we can reach out and see you and see what's happening. Well, I'm Tony Bristow out of Keyville, Louisiana. And you pretty much can find me on TikTok or pretty much all the social media outlets under Bristow Metals, D-R-I-S-T-O. So just give me a holler. If you got any issues, any questions, all y'all got to do is hit me up at any time. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm glad that uh, you said you know people could reach out to you and hit you up about certain things as i said once again you know i do the same thing i show what i'm showing maybe to give somebody some ideas or maybe get somebody out of a sticky spot that they might be in on that particular thing that, that i'm doing at that time although i'm not a professional but hey it worked for me so <laughs> hey i'm the same way <laughs> <laughs> I ain't a pro, but I know a thing or two about a thing or two. Hey, hey, that's the way to go. Now, we're going to get ourselves up on out here. I appreciate you coming out, man, doing this. We're going to definitely, we got to come back. We're going to do it again. You're going to be a regular guest on this motherfucker. You might be the co-host. Hey, that's fine by me. Yeah, I might have to start paying your ass. <laughs> uh, hey, well, yeah, we got to make sure you get paid first. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, because you know what? It's hard in America, bro. <laughs> Damn sure it is. <laughs> I ain't making a dime from this shit. I'm just doing it just to be doing it. But uh, we're going to take them back to like in the radio days. You got to shoot the promo. You be like, yo, this Bristol Metals, I'm kicking it with Patina Code on. The name of the podcast is Patina Code Presents Stay With Me. That's so it. Good. I try to turn you into a motherfucking freestyle rapper. <laughs> <laughs>
No. You know, just, I have a whole bunch of country shit come out of my house. You're like, dang, 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 dang. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> oh, no, man. That's why I like fucking with you, man, because we be talking shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Got my fucking side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think he almost had me spitting out beer. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Sure. Yeah. laughs> but nah, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make a. I'll, 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 I'll send it out, man. I got it. All right. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I appreciate you, man. I'm going to let you get to doing what you're doing. All right, man. We're going to let you later. All right, man. That was Tony Bristow from Bristow Metal. Solid, solid dude, man. That was a great episode we had here today. And like he said, you can find him across almost all social media accounts. And the same goes here for us. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Patina Code. If you want to be a part of the podcast, all you got to do is send me a direct message on one of them social media accounts. Be like, yo, I want to shoot the podcast with you. So you come on and shoot the shit, man. That's what it is. I appreciate you guys out there, man. Until the next time, thanks for listening. Stay with me.